To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. Aaron Boone's first at bat in this game. In the eighth inning, leading by three, as Boone hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the World Series. Boone, a hero in game seven. <laughs> Breathe it in, folks. Well, not that, but the other thing. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios. Well, I'm not streaming live, still getting used to that, but I like saying it because I wish I could be doing it, but apparently I'm not, so I won't. But sooner or later, maybe I just will. Things are slowly starting to happen and take place for the good of humanity. That's a bit extreme, don't you think? Well, actually, no, it's kind of true. Anyways, you can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on TikTok at positive sarcasm. Old mega burp. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. Or if you just want to be my friend, you can find me on Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Email me directly at positive sarcasm at outlook.com. What's wrong with Outlook? It's better than Gmail, in my opinion. Anyways, I got a bunch of stuff on the podcast. Uh, I want it. It just makes you feel good, doesn't it? Just the crack of the bat. These things are... Anybody forget what it was like to, to go to a sporting event or just go out in general. These things are going to happen. And you know what? For some, or for some, for many, it's going to be kind of uh, emotional doing that again. Just imagine that. I mean, it's one thing to go. It's let's just go out and go for a drive. Yeah, it's great to go out, go for a drive, put the roof down, get your get your mind off of things for once. But the idea of things going back to um, the, the new normal is a stupid term. I can't wait for that to go away, and believe me, it will go away. 
that's going to be left over for uh, that's going to be stuck for soccer moms and news organizations so that they can scare you into wearing masks for a couple months longer until they eventually find something else to fucking scare you with. Um, but in the meantime, things are going to combatively go back to normal. And, but it's going to be it's not going to be a new normal. It's hopefully going to be a more efficient normal where companies are actually going to start listening to their clients and their customers, where people are actually going to start taking better care of themselves. And of course, I'm thinking in a more utopian life-like, but and then again, I'm still seeing people stuck in the Taco Bell uh, in stock, the Taco Bell and Starbucks drive-thru. But I mean, what did what took place and what is taking place is a wake-up call for many. And like usual, there are the people who are the, uh, what do you call them? The Jim Conteers, the New Year's resolution people. I'm going to lose weight and get in shape, and I'm going to do this, and it's going to be great, and I'm going to track my calories, and I'm going to do better at my job, and I'm going to pay more attention to my... And then they just fall back into that groove where it's just not worth putting in the extra effort to better themselves and the situation around them. And maybe some of those people just didn't fare very well during this whole episode, this dress rehearsal for a much larger catastrophe because any catastrophe at this point that can be mishandled by the news and god i mean this podcast does not does not rant on sports it does not rant on politics and it does not rant on religion however it does rant on large corporations and big businesses trying to manipulate the public um so unjustly and when it comes to if you want to blame certain people or certain departments of government or certain countries it is your right to do so in a manner of your choosing as long as your facts are straight and your opinion is well rehearsed but god damn you if you don't think that the news organizations had a lot to do with the panic and the disorder and the chaos and the hoarding and the shortages and the ridiculousness that took place when people, oh, a person's a little bit sick, but now all of a sudden you're going to throw on a little anxiety on top of that fucking nut job cake. The idea that they would just go out there and tell you that this is the their opinion based on their fact, based on their experts and their sources and their information, when in fact they've already duped you hundreds of times before, and in only just in the last few years did you begin to realize that they are completely full of shit, and therefore you are spot, you are still listening to them anyways, because it's the only thing on, because it's part of your tradition to sit down and watch that six o'clock news, or check the or uh, check that breaking news ticker that rolls on the bottom of the screen, as it causes beginner uh, stockbroker stock investors to panic and sell at a low, while smart people like me dig up all the cheap cheap stocks and am able to make a few extra bucks every single day, only adding to the amount of the inevitable fact that in a short few months. I will have almost little to no debt. While you guys are panicking and throwing on your masks and running in every which way, you have a direction. We're all going to die someday. We're all going to hit that inevitable end. We're all going to have risks. Do you want to risk going out and, getting, and catching a virus because you weren't well prepared to begin with? There are those what if factors or those I know a guy factors. That's life. 
You can be a perfectly healthy, wonderful person with all the things going for them, and you can die in an auto accident. That's the factor of life. You don't know when or how or because of who. But you can... Con- it, what is the old classic saying? You don't control the wind, but you can adjust the sails, I guess is one way of putting it. The idea that you would panic and not be prepared for any situation, whether it's upcoming or you haven't learned from your mistakes in the past. Or that you would continue to hide in place until the 100% is all clear. You should have been taught by your boomer parents a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away that the coast is never all clear, that the risk will never be zero, that things can happen to you at any moment in time. Somebody coughs at you. Somebody pulls a knife at you. Somebody takes a wrong turn through a red light at a high rate of speed. These are the things that happen in life. And you must sometimes gut against the trend. Sometimes you have to understand that it is more unhealthy for you to stay at home than it is for you to venture out in the world and possibly have something catastrophic happen to you or to those within your family or close ones. That's, that's, that is the risk of living. And if you are not prepared to take on the risk of living, whether it be through someone coughing at you or you staying at home because you're scared, you can't be scared of living. You have to understand that things are, whether you like it or not, going to slowly open back up and things are going to be misinterpreted in the news. And it is up to you to make adjustments finite ones nothing you will not be getting rich overnight in the stock market you are not a fucking hedge fund manager and there are lots of people there is approximately what 15 percent of americans have lost their jobs or on furlough or on some type of unemployment well there's the margin of error many of which will be Many people will be returning to work. Many people will be getting back to paid gigs. Many have already found other paid gigs. Some people were already unemployed. Some people were already on their way to being unemployed. Some people just weren't un- were not employable to begin with because the average any, anybody under the age excuse me any, any anybody under the IQ of 85 that's about 10% of the population, roughly. So what the fuck are you going to do with them? The, so to think that you're going to sit at home while the world begins to open up and the ice cream starts to flow once again, that you are not going to take that risk and go out there and savor the sweetness of life. I mean, this is the, this is the idea that's laid out before you where there is a risk. Don't get me wrong, there is a risk. But now I'm talking to you as this is one way or another and it's beginning to start separate people. Fa- Once again, separating families, friends, people, communities, towns, cities, states, and once again, a country. Some places are opening up. Some places are opening up against the wishes of their county. Like for a perfect example here is the wondrous, the glorious Elon Musk, where if it were coming to down to saving the world, there's one person I would trust. When push comes to shove, it's Elon Musk. Even though I think sometimes he's completely out of his mind with some of the random shit that he does, I trust him with his genius-sized brain. And 
regardless of the fact that we are still in the midst of a pandemic that was not as bad as one expected because we still haven't parsed over the facts that some of the COVID-related deaths, besides the fact of some people, a lot of people being over the age of 60, where your immune system is compromised, where you're on the latter side of life, to put it respectfully, where my own mother will not leave the house or will be very careful when doing so. You won't see her doing belly shots at the local brewery anytime soon, but you will see her going out there and taking part in life in some way, shape, or form. But the fact is is that some people who had COVID-related symptoms or died because of COVID-related symptoms, let's go ahead and parse out the ones that weren't healthy to begin with because it was their own damn fault. The ones that were fat, the ones that vaped too much, the ones that smoked too much, the ones that didn't take care of themselves, the ones who didn't have certain shots or immunities or were those anti-vaxxer fucking freaks. Or just let's go ahead and parse out all that information. Let's take all that information and let's weigh it down to the facts of who you knew was going to get it and to those who were at risk and you didn't realize it. And when you parse it all out, you be you you shouldn't be, but you will be surprised how few it actually affected. And with the proper preparation, the proper preparation sounds like an episode of Letter Kenny. With the proper preparation at hand, there was well, at the end of the day, we did the best we could. But now it is we have to return to the market that we built from scratch. Through the coal miners, the steel workers, the production plants, the men, the women, bare hands put together this country. And the fact is that we need to get back to work. People need to go back out into the world. And we need to support the small businesses by being out there respectfully. Not like those assholes that went to that ice cream parlor and treated the employees like shit. But going out there and being respectful and being uh, respectful of still one space, and I'm thinking sort of utopia-ish like, where God forbid you'd go out and actually respect somebody's space and distance and the employees. But let's go ahead, and for the those that, for the those, for those who actually do listen and take into account my wise general words of wisdom, or those who are speaking to you on maybe on a different platform, be a little respectful. Give everybody a little extra space because it's gonna. T- some of the people haven't seen the sun in quite some time, and it was quite interesting to note that as soon as everybody ran inside, the temperature dropped dramatically, and the skies became oh so clear. And the fact that it was snowing one day in the middle of May makes you wonder what kind of impact we actually did have on the environment. And I would have to admit. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny it was definitely a factor for sure. So we had to take into account that maybe going forward, we have to be a little more respectful of one's space, be a little more respectful of those in the grocery store that we stand next to. The for those, uh, those that are that are our neighbors, our neighbors. Maybe we should probably park the baffles on our motorcycle a little bit. Maybe the fact that if we, uh, for the environment wise, maybe we should park a Tesla. Or a Prius, Ooh, maybe okay, maybe not a Prius. More likely a Tesla next to our Ford Mustangs and Chevy Camaros. Maybe there are some things that we can do better in order to make money. Not a lot of money, not a get-rich-quick scheme, but maybe a few extra dollars here and there 
uh, smartly in the stock market or selling stuff on Craigslist that people need but necessarily can't afford if they were to go to, as said, eBay or Amazon or to the mall. But if we have it available for them at low prices at locally, there's a lot of stuff you'd be surprised what people are willing to buy. There is a lot that we can do as a community, as a community, that people can benefit from. There's a lot that we can do. Uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm kind of deviating. I was about to say places are opening up. And one of the, compa- one of the companies, obviously, Tesla, was opening against county orders. California is just one of those states that I don't understand where they sometimes do really, really good things. And a lot of the times they maintain and continue to do terrible, terrible, stupid, stupid shit. And for exa- and thankfully, Tesla is one of those large, giant corporations that I don't rail against because their fucking founder and their owner and CEO, uh, Elon Musk, pushed against the man or woman, well, actually, in this case, a woman, and won, where the Alameda County said that all a lot of manufacturing uh, com- companies should remain closed till further notice. However, Elon said, this is getting ridiculous. We need to open up. There's, there is a lot more to this than you realize. This is fascism. We're opening up. If you want to arrest somebody, arrest me. And he went and he opened up his factory so that everybody could get back to work and start building, building Teslas. And eventually the county caved and said, okay, we'll make some accommodations. Because if, if we arrest, the fact is, is that Tesla is the only auto manufacturer in the state of California. And if they leave, that's a lot of money right there uh, that's leaving California. And it's not the first one to do so. This is the, there's a reason there's production, uh, movie production companies in Georgia in New Mexico, in uh, Vancouver, in Toronto, because their taxing is out of control. So if Tesla leaves, that could be another domino that could fall. This is a reason why a lot of people are considering podcasters, comedians, entertainers. They have they live elsewhere. I've been to California several times. There's a lot of beauty to it. But you got to be able to afford it. You got to be able to get around it and get through it. It's got to be easy to commute. You ever try to get from one town, one county line to another in California? It takes fucking hours. It's forever. It's terrible. It's not worth your time. There's too many regulations. We shouldn't. There's there should only be so. It should they should make it easier for us. Give us the information. We understand. We just went through a various serious thing. But we miss the way it was. We understand risk. We're Americans. We understand risk. We know what happens every day when we go out there. And the more we understand risk, the gravity of the situation, the more we become stronger to it. That herd immunity. Okay? If you don't know, if you don't go out and do stupid shit, you don't understand the definition of stupid. I've done a lot of stupid in my life. I still continue to do stupid stuff in my life. I wouldn't understand the gravity of it if I had never done it to begin with. You can't just read stupid or risk or uh, liability in a dictionary and avoid it because it will only inevitably lead to something catastrophically retarded that you're going to have to flip the bill for, whether it be financially or emotionally or criminally. 
But thankfully, we have examples like Elon Musk that can hopefully uh, pr provide some evidence of what a large corporate company, how a large cor corporate company should act. And how this is a gift to the workers of Tesla who wanted to get back to work. Please, I beg of you, understand this. People want to get back to work. People don't want to be... It's not, so much, it's not so much the furlough or the, fa the risk of unemployment. It's the fact of sitting home and not having purpose, not having function, even if it's just moving one part to another part. Oh, sorry, my, uh, computer, my computer screen shut off there. I kind of lost my train of thought. I just installed a uh, new solid-state drive in my podcast laptop, and uh, I guess every five minutes the screen shuts off. I should probably make that adjustment. I got scared there a little because all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, did I not did I uh, not press record? Because we're 19 minutes in here and I feel like this random, this once again random blabbering from me is going unrecorded in history and I got a little nervous there. Um, and that's an easy thing to get me frustrated. I, don't get me wrong, I things have been getting easier for me. Like the more I get organized, like my uh, the spare parts studio has a lot of great stuff in it, has a lot of great gear, has a lot of great stuff. Uh, but I can't wait to go out and use it. I've been wanting to go out and use it. That's the thing. But I had some other things on my mind, and the more that other things become more organized, the more my head becomes clear, and the more my head becomes clear, the more new ideas come to form. And since I've finished a lot of my other projects, new ideas are able to seep in. It's not just I go and run out onto the roof and throw printers and desktop computers off the roof. I got more creativity than that. Those are spur-of-the-moment things that are in my head, and I have to get them out of the way. But I really went into the back storage room where I keep a lot of extra gear, and I went and reorganized all of it. It looks so much better, and I feel proud that I did it because it makes it easier for me to find stuff replacement parts for people who need replacement parts stuff that i can sell to make extra money you know gas is not going to be 249 a gallon for me uh forever forever no but the idea of me being able to have these opportunities in front of me of these little things i can sell it's part of the process it's all part of the process we could all be doing more and for those who are going to be eventually going back to work and are not going to be sitting at home with all this time on their hands, this is a good t uh, time to learn that routine, getting back into the routine of figuring out how much time you have on your hands each and every day. And since I've been getting uh, more allocated with the time on my hands, I've been able to break things down a little bit better into 15 and 20 minute increments like I always did. And I've been finding more time to get my morning walks in again, which are great for my cardiovascular and my uh, dietary health significantly it's a huge difference and it will eventually result in the loss of several pounds where they're most needed and in as far as what i want i mean healthy wise i'm fine but there is a weight there is a, a marker that i want to reach and i know how far i need to go to get it it makes it difficult when i'm not able to get up and do those and now that i'm able to start doing those again i'm gonna find that i feel much better in the morning uh but these little increments of time and being able to go out and do things, it is a, what is it? It is a chain reaction of events where things are starting, people are going to be able to start going out again. I'm going to be able to start going out and doing more events. I have reorganized. I have locked down all my, my wedding shoots for August. I have locked down all of my free time. I have uh, 
reorganized everything that I have in the studio, in the spare parts room, in the back storage area. Everything is looking much greater, so it's one less thing for me to think about, and a new idea grows in its place. And sometimes it's a beautiful black truffle of information. So the idea that I'm pushing to you and I'm pushing to others, you need to go out. You need to go out. You need to start experiencing life again. For the local businesses, you need to start figuring out a way to open up shop or open up new ideas because it's going to be a lot of the old but a little bit of the new. And that's what I advise for everybody who owns a business, works, uh, is working from home, has a family or new ideas. It's going to be a lot of the old. But there's going to be a little bit of the new in there. You got to be a little bit more clever uh, when you go about your daily lives as far as how you allocate your time, how you allocate your money, and how you allocate your expenses. There's just, there's a lot more to deal with now because the world has come to you. Normally we go out into the world, but at this time, this time the world came to you. And thankfully, I hope that everybody, uh, you know, on my subscriber list is healthy and better off right now. I hope you're all doing well. If uh, you had, you know, challenges over the past couple months with this whole thing, you can email me uh, and just tell me what your experiences were like. Uh, I'll read them on the podcast or if you have questions or concerns. Um, but understand that bad things happen every day of the year, regardless of whether or not there's a pandemic. We have to adjust to it. As a person, you are just you just need to be given the facts, advice on what you should be do, uh, doing about it, and then we need to get out of your way so that you can make your own decisions on how to proceed. You are, it's up to you to weigh the risk. It's up to you to weigh the risk. Everybody else will make their own decisions. Your idea is to go out and be an individual and make the decisions on your own life, regardless of whether or not there's a pandemic out there. And you need to understand that this eventually is all going to go back to a normal. Okay, just a more efficient normal, not a new normal. These face masks, they're going to go away. The gloves are going to go away. The distancing, for the most part, is going to go away. The beaches are going to be filled. The bars are going to be packed. The comedy clubs are going to be stuffed. And the waitresses are going to be tipped out like motherfuckers. This is all going to come right back and even harder. This is not going to be a soft... They can only hold the crowd in for so long. This, When it opens up... It's not going to be a soft landing. It's going to or or a a slow roll. It's going to be a fucking slingshot. People are I mean if you think like the day before like Thanksgiving or like a Friday night, people roll out and they roll out hard. You many girls are out there right now. They went and bought that hot dress or that new pair of shoes or something like that, and they were ready to get after it. And the next thing you know, they find out all the bars or all the restaurants or all the events were closed, so they can't go out and do anything about it. Well, guess what? That dresses or those pairs of shoes have been sitting on the shelf for two and a half months now, and it's time to rock those motherfuckers. And as long as she's not 30 pounds overweight from all the COVID-19 pandemic eating she's been doing, guess what? That shit's going on right and tight, and she's rolling out that door and hitting the nearest pub. Because guess, guess what? They're hitting it hard. It's not going to be a slow roll. It's going to be a slingshot into public. People are going to pregame hard, and they're going to kick that fucking door open to whatever opportunities or risks versus rewards that stand in front of them. People don't care. 
They're gonna be, they're gonna body butter up, hit the beaches. They're gonna bubble up and hit the clubs. They're gonna beer up and hit the bars. This is what's gonna happen, and it's gonna be ridiculous. The fucking there's gonna be DWIs like you've never seen. Okay, so don't worry about all the speeding tickets that the cops couldn't give out during the COVID-19 pandemic. Believe me, they'll be giving out plenty of DWI substances in the, in the next coming months when those bars open back up. So don't worry, the state's going to be just fine. So that's my uh, two cents, two and a half cents on this thing slowly opening up. Just basically give us the information. I don't give a fuck about COVID-19. I probably already have it. Test me for the antibodies and let's fucking do this because I cannot wait to start producing content again and all of my events start to ramp up and I cannot, and look, I know some of you this has hit harder than others, but you know what? Life just hits. Life always does. Nothing hits harder than life. What are you going to do? Are you just going to, this is, once again, another situation has hit humanity, and you find out who's stronger than who's stronger than life. Who can rise above? It's just another form of struggle. That's all this is, is another form of struggle. That was never a normal. So what the hell were you expecting? There was never any cush situation. The fact is, is that everything has a timetable on it, and you need to be ready to buy those stocks or hit that club, or hit that gym, or ask that girl out, or something to that nature, whatever has been on your mind, now's the time to take advantage of it. I mean, unless she says, no, that's rape, you don't want to do that, but still, the idea that this is uh, my sermon here today is, this is ending. Places are going to open it back up, and regardless of what the news tells you, or what certain counties advise, it's not going to stop the inevitable. Yeah, there'll be certain outbreaks and blah, 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 blah. But guess what? It doesn't stop life. And it shouldn't stop you. So guess what? Get your fucking vitamin C and your vitamin D and, uh, and, your, and your local sauna ready. Because life's going to come. And you better be ready to, to get after it. You can't, you, you, this, this is it. This is your one shot at it, at it all. There's going to be more pandemics and epidemics, and terrorism, and school shootings down the road. It's, it's just, that's a part of life. Things are terrible, tragic, devastating things are going to happen to you and around you. It's just your job to deal with it. Or don't deal with it at all. And see where that path takes you. I guarantee you that path will look more and more like the pits of hell every day that you live in it. Also available on the podcast, so I just wanted to st uh, state here that once again I did marble in a little bit of that Tesla. So what here? Here I'll just read the brief synopsis on it. Tesla wins as county blinks in first first standoff over plant. So Alameda gave in, and Tesla is allowed to reopen its assembly line. Alameda County, home to the Tesla flagship Fremont, California plant, said in a statement Tuesday that we have agreed. Basically, we have agreed Tesla can begin to augment their minimum business operations this week in preparation for a possible reopening as soon as next week. The full statement was posted on Twitter, which feels appropriate since most of the drama has unfolded on the social media platform. Uh, Elon Musk tweeted out Saturday he would sue to reopen his plant. He tweeted Tuesday about the potential for being arrested after he decided to flout local stay-at-home orders and reopen the facility. Um, 
they said that they've come to terms of agreement. They basically flinched is what they did. Because uh, imagine trying to arrest Elon Musk. You do that and you basically, his, 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 he'll, he will. He'll set up shop somewhere else. That's all you're doing is throwing away money. More money than they already do. So kudos to Elon Musk. You're my fucking hero. Um, yeah, like I said, businesses are opening back up. You're going to hear the crack of the bat soon. Baseball's going to come back. Basketball's going to come back. And it's going to feel surreal. But it's going to feel awesome. It's going to be great. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be... It's going to hit you in a way where things are... It's going to be... For many, it's going to be emotional. It's going to be overwhelming. I mean, after September 11th, when people back went back to baseball, it was emotions were high. Very high. And likely, in this situation, they will be again. Because when you're stuck at home, man, it can it can drive you crazy. And, I mean, if you're in, like, a rural area, it doesn't bother you so much. Or in an urban area, it doesn't bother you so much. Suburban area. But if you're in, like, the city and you're stuck at home... Yeah, in that tiny little apartment, that's going to drive you cray-cray. But shit's going to open up. And a lot of large companies are going to have to take uh, full advantage of the situation. And some of them just use this COVID-19 as a fucking excuse to not offer services or to eventually jack up their prices because they lost money during this pandemic. Coffee today, by the way, is uh, Lavazza Crema Gusta. And Javalia Columbia blend, also mixed with a pinch of Cafe Bustello. Mm. Yeah, mixer. So first off, um, speaking of sports, not really speaking of sports, but more like contracts. Now, obviously, everybody knows my beef with Comcast. And uh, I'm sure that anybody who had sports packages right now is probably flipping their fucking shit. Anybody who knows Comcast. Sports packages through any organization are a shit ton of money. People spend hundreds of dollars per contract, whether it's baseball, hockey, NHL, football. Those contracts where you can get like every game, they're insane. Well, the only way they can get those, those any individual can purchase them like that is if like Comcast or, or, or Cox Communications buys that, buys those contracts from the organizations, from like MLB or NFL, and they got to pay a shitload of money. And those contracts are even more complicated. But then again, of course, here comes Comcast. David Watson says sports refunds carry challenges, including contracts that, quote, don't line up. The contracts between the leagues, the programmers, the distributors don't line up. And there are different rights that exist between the agreements between each of the parties. And in some cases, the form of refund could be in kind. However, as I have proven with the multiple things that I've been working on, including my gym membership refunds and things of that nature, when it comes to the consumer, there's no gray area. None. If a service is not provided, there is no payment. Simple. Because if you take somebody's money and you don't offer a service, that is theft of service. That's illegal. doesn't matter what contract you sign. At all. You don't provide a service... You can't just put in case of a plague, go fuck yourself. You can't do that because all you're going to do is cause lawsuits because people don't read that fine print. They buy a package because they're going to get a service. They buy a contract. They sign a contract because they're going to get a service. It's that simple. It's that simple. When that service is not provided, those invoices cannot be distributed. And if it says, look here in the contract, blah, 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 section 32 of 48, guess what? 
You're just going to get a class action lawsuit on your hands, and it's going to turn into a goddamn PR nightmare, which a lot of businesses right now can't afford. Even the large companies, which I spouted about uh, about two weeks ago, about them having tons of money in the back end. Granted, they do, but they're spending that right now on furloughs and uh, anywhere to basically pool up where money's not coming in. But the fact is, is they don't want to be de- they don't want to be putting more money toward their legal department. That'd be crazy. So why would they go ahead and say, you know, can do go fuck yourself. We're just going to lawyer up and fight you in court against a class action lawsuit. That takes a lot of time and a lot of money. They don't can't, they don't have that type of money. Maybe Jeff Bezos does, but I don't trust that prick as far as I can throw him. Now, as far as I'll read it a little bit more, uh, there's been a lot of discussion of the possibility of refunds from league leagues to broadcasters, to distributors, to consumers due to the limited number of live sports shown thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. From analysts calling for distributors to pressure broadcasters to distributors trying to apply that pressure to government officials calling for distributors to refund customers to talk of just how long the likes of ESPN and regional sports networks contractually have to make up their promised numbers of events. So the latest commentary on this front comes from david watson senior evp at comcast and the president of comcast gable uh illustrates just how hard it may be for consumers to actually get the refunds out of this now here's the thing it doesn't matter don't tell me how hard it is for you to get those fucking refunds you have a certain amount of time to get those refunds to the consumer whether it be partial you're not going to give us vouchers Vouchers are bullshit. We don't want fucking vouchers. We want our money. Okay, that's it. If we offer you a service, we don't want bullshit. We just want our money back so we can make other decisions with it. We're already pissed. You're just going to piss us more, piss us off more with vouchers. Right now, we should be watching these sports or watching these, uh, having these other services delivered to us. It doesn't matter to us at all about these contracts that you sign with these leagues. Those leagues understand the responsibility. If they're not playing, they're not offering a service. And if Comcast signs a service with, for example, if the NFL signs a contract with Comcast, okay, or something to that effect, but the NFL's not playing because they can't, well, it doesn't matter. They still have not paid, they still have not fulfilled their end of the bargain to Comcast. Therefore, that money should go back to Comcast. Therefore, that money should be passed back down to us. However you slice it, whoever is at the top, it doesn't matter. You have a you are assigned a certain amount of risk when you sign a company. And if it is ultimately you who's not providing the service, it is ultimately you who has to give up the meatball. It's as simple as that, in my opinion. You don't provide a service, you don't get the money. And if it's the NFL that's not providing the service to contractors, not providing the service to uh, the consumer, sorry, Jack, can't help you, bro. And as far as the uh, Paid Protection Act or whatever, that does not apply to the NFL. That does not apply to Major League Baseball. That does not apply to the NHL. Doesn't apply to Comcast, not in any way, shape, or form. So they don't get that money. That should be going to Susie Q's fucking uh, soiree shop down on Elm Street to... uh, Pete's Boot Shop or whatever. Pete Booch, Buttigieg. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, it should not apply to the large companies. They got plenty of cash. It is to, up to them 
to trickle that money back down to the consumer because it is all about the consumer and without the consumer they don't have contracts they don't have a leak it's as simple as that and they have to bend they have to bend to our will because we'll go right back if they offer those contracts right back to us that's cool that's that's cool we'll come right back if you are completely transparent and you do not try to withhold we will continue to be loyal customers that's is how that's how it works that's that's how it works if you honor your contract then we start we trust you more and more every day you go by your word you say you're going to do something you do it even if you're a large large company it's like ebay eBay is a huge company with a lot of independent business owners running through it. My shit gets delivered to me uh, super quickly. Most of the products that I get are in really good condition. And if something doesn't get delivered, uh, I, I, I file a concern, it gets handled. If it does, And also, if I get something and I don't get a refund back, it gets handled. If the, cons- if the contractor doesn't handle it, eBay will give me the money back, okay? And I have to just know what I'm buying and what con- what services are provided when I'm buying that product. That's all. But the more and more I've purchased through eBay in the last 10 years, I continue to trust them more and more every day with the products that I'm buying. I trust them. They're a huge company, but I trust them. You know, there are other companies that I buy through. I trust them. I Expect them to deliver the same product, the same service every single time I utilize them and they deliver. However, there are companies like Comcast that don't do that. Now, as far as sports go, I don't care. To me, it's just an example of companies that need to honor the service that they provide. And the easier that they can provide that service or refund on that service, the easier Comcast can do their job. However, like I said, Comcast is one of those companies that you don't trust. At least I don't trust. And I encourage you not to trust those fuckers either. But companies like Verizon, I understand their contract. I understand how expensive it can be or more fees or what have you. But I still trust them to provide a service and I don't get a lot of shit from them. As a matter of fact, they've been more than accommodating through this whole pandemic. And actually... I've gotten a few uh, extra trinkets out of it, extra gift cards, Verizon rewards, things that, hey, take a little, only make my life a little bit easier, even though my life was relatively easy before. Matter of fact, I wish they were in this area. I would strongly consider using them as my Fios or or my DSL service, but they don't offer it here, so I didn't take advantage of it because I couldn't. But the fact is, is that Comcast President saying these refunds to consumers are would could prove difficult. It's not. It's no. There's no excuses in this department. None whatsoever. You don't provide a service. Guess what? You refund that in a certain timeline to the consumer, and then you go after the leagues or the distributors for that money that you had to refund. Goes up the flagpole. You're the ones with the lawyers. You're the ones with the huge legal team. So guess what? You lawyer up and you go after the NFL, go after MLB, go after the large distributors. I don't give a shit. But as far as the people who use that hard-earned money, that couple hundred bucks a month they use to just chill out and watch the Yankees game, guess what? They're going to want their money. You give it back to them, and then you use your legal team to go after the large distributors. That's how it works. 
That's how it should work. You go up the chain. Don't fuck the customer. That's how, the, that's how these problems begin with. That's how these problems begin. You know, it's a chain reaction. One, you know, you stop taking care of yourself one day. The next thing, something bad happens. You cheat a little bit on your diet or on your lifestyle. Comes back to haunt you down the road. You know, I, I it's, yeah, that's that's all I have on that thought. All right, we're at forty-two minutes. I just wanted to let's see. You know, we really do need to get the hell out of here. I did read. I have uh, some stuff that's going to be interesting for Sunday leftovers. Let me actually. There was a there was a um, Medical Express did mention something about vitamin D. I've been definitely ramping up on my vitamins, by the way. Even though I'm pretty good, vitamin C, magnesium, potassium, uh, alpha brain, and what else do I take? I've been taking melatonin for the past two nights. Uh, but I've also been ramping back up on my vitamin D, as it appears to play a role in COVID nineteen mortality mortality rates. Um, apparently, people with vitamin D deficiency has a strong correlation. Uh, apparently, nicotine has a strong correlation too. So, if you're somebody, apparently, there's some inconclusive studies that if you have nicotine in your system or something of that nature, um, it helps fend off. It doesn't allow the COVID nineteen um, virus to attach to the uh, lung tissue. As far as vitamin D, uh, Northwestern University has had some research on it. And vitamin D, first of all, is something you should be taking in on a daily basis anyways. I take vitamin C because vitamin Z C is an absorbic acid that I, I use every single day in large capacity. Uh, same goes for excuse me, magnesium and potassium, which go hand in hand, which help relax the muscles for digestion and nutrient absorption purposes. So if you're taking vitamin C, I highly recommend taking vitamin D as well, in addition to your nutritional intake. And normally in certain parts, like I know that uh, for the first couple months of the latter part of the year, like October, November, um, I generally start carving up. But you have to remember that eventually you have to start carving down because you can get a lot of information from bulking up. Inflammation, it goes hand in hand with carbohydrates. Um, so by having low inflammation numbers, by, you know, going with a low carb diet or something to that effect, that if you have low inflammation, you're less likely to, your symptoms don't feel as aggressive if you are sick with the flu or something to that nature. I find it that when I'm sick, that having low inflammation diets, sometimes, you know, drinking less dairy or, or not eating a lot of cheese or not having really any carbs, just find, I find it easier to get rid of all my symptoms and just kind of I function so much better because I don't have any crashes. Everything is just level. And I know how much energy I'm playing with right at the beginning of the day. And it makes it much easier for me to think because you don't have that crash looming. Let's see what else here. So that's vitamin D. For Sunday leftovers, I'm going to talk about the uh, LG reportedly working on some new swivel phones. A swivel phone is a phone I used to have back in the day. Also, tuna salad sandwiches, being creative. That sounds fun. And then, of course, uh, warp drive. Can't wait for warp drive. Uh, but I did. Let's see. We're at 45. Let's just go ahead and finish up with some Q&A because I had some. This is going to be an interesting rant. I can't wait to listen to this one at the end of the day. So let's go ahead and find the Q&A because I did not pull up the link earlier. Um, cause I was trying to figure some other shit out. 
But I do like how this new laptop. No, this is not. I do like how my old laptop that's running the podcast is responding with the new SSD drive in it. It is slightly more responsive. I have to admit, it was it was it was not a hard effort, not a hard effort at all. Although they use those star screw drive, the 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 star screws, so it was a bitch to get the freaking plate off the bottom. So I just had to pull it off. I had to rip it off like a steel band aid, but I figured it out. I eventually got the plate off and was able to install the SSD drive. I just had to kind of manhandle it. All right. So let's see here. Q&A. Shouldn't have had that yogurt. How can I get my husband to talk about the fact that we've never had sex in the 25 years that we've been together? I have been with my husband for 25 years. I love my husband unconditionally, and I know that he loves me unconditionally. The problem is, is we've never, ever had sex not even on our wedding night. I have approached the subject with him on many occasions, but he refuses to discuss it. I know that he has a problem getting an erection because on more than one occasion, I have found prescription Viagra in his car and in the house. I have confronted him about it because I thought he might be having an affair and that was the problem. But he said no, which I believe because outside of work, we're almost always together. There was really no time for him to have an affair. His explanation was that sometimes he just feels like a man and have an erection. He just likes to feel like a man and have an erection, which is confusing to me, but he's never used it to benefit our sex life. I have no desire to look outside my marriage for sex or or intimacy because I love my husband deeply and I only want that kind of relationship with him. I'm not even attracted to other men because he is, he is it for me. My heart still skips a beat when he walks into the room. Eh, I'm not buying it. There is nothing I wouldn't do for him and he for me. Is it possible to fix this problem or is it too late? Ah, uh, might be too late. Hate to break it to you. Maybe he was... May, ugh. I hate... 25 years. I guess the companionship of, and maybe just not being uh, lonely for the rest of your life. It seems like this was not a marriage out of love and it seems like even though... You say that you guys would not do anything for each other. Uh, I still am not buying the whole th- idea of having an attraction. It seems like there was companionship through loneliness, and I don't know what you two look like. And yes, all relationships have to do with looks. That's how it works. You are attracted to someone because of certain uh, certain things that they have, whether it's eyes or skin color or, or you know, figure or sense of smell or lip gloss it could be anything you have attractions to certain things and maybe you guys i mean i would say that this was more like a a relationship out of convenience in the beginning and it just sort of became this one thing there's no there's no mention of uh of religion here none of that whatsoever because if he was religious he wouldn't be popping viagra in his car now, do I have suspicions of uh, of extramarital affairs? Yeah, of course not. Why wouldn't I? You know, but the idea that you guys have never ever had sex, there needs to be a discussion here. There actually need you guys. You know what? You should. You should. I think the idea of twenty five years and no sex at all is not healthy in a relationship like that. And I, I, it's not. It's it's just not. Okay, there's there's a deviancy factor that can only be growing. So I think you guys need to sit down and talk about it. Is the fact that it's too late? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how old you guys are. 
and I don't know how to. I mean, obviously, if you guys were became started becoming attractive to one another, then I could see it happening. But it might be too late. It really might be too late. Might be. I would never give up. I would never give up. But the idea that it's been 25 years and you guys haven't popped each other's pills, that's that's a toughie. Usually it's the other way around. You know, and this one seems like, I mean, it could be the curious case of Benjamin Button where you all of a sudden could become kids again and start screwing like fucking rabbits. But it might be too late. But it has to be approached. And it has to be pursued. So you got to give it a go. You never know. You might actually like it. What was your sex life before then? If any. That's a question that's got to be brought up. And he can't, he has issues getting an erection. That's another thing. So he has a bad, he might have a bad sex drive. He might have low testosterone. Okay. That's not healthy. He needs to see a doctor or he needs to start, he needs to go to a back alley and consider TRT. TRT will definitely up his sex drive. But you need to be, you need to play that part. And if you're ready to play that part and he ups his, he ups his testosterone, that'll make him a healthier man if his testosterone is indeed low. But get ready. When men up, up their testosterone, a lot of the times they will become more sexually aggressive. So expect there to be some movement in the basement department. Um, Otherwise, yeah, he will be using that Viagra and be, uh, quote, out of town a little bit more than usual. Mm. All right. Next article. Um, let's see. Should I give me a chance to switch camera number to the in-laws who wants to tell me his identity? Can I tell my trans... Ooh, what's this one? Oh, this one sounds controversial. Can I tell my trans child that I want my... All right, I'm going to start this again. Can I tell my trans child that I want them to pick a new name that matches their four siblings' names? I have five children ranging in ages 12 to 20 years old, whom I absolutely adore. My youngest child has recently come out to us, saying that he wants to start a very slow transition to being a woman. We all fully support them on this. My problem is all my children who are given names with a very specific pattern. Now, I'm, I'm that kind of person. And the name my child has chosen for now does not match. I have been trying to encourage them to pick a name that matches their siblings' names and a little better. It would break my heart and drive me crazy to introduce my children as Jill, Phil, Bill, and Lil, and Alexandria. The name that they have picked is carved in stone, and I feel cruel and petty for not liking it. Am I in the wrong for trying to get them to change their name to one that fits their brothers and sisters a little better? They are already going through so much, both mentally and physically. I want them to still feel part of the family and not struggle any more than they have to. All right, you are the problem. You have been the problem ever since the beginning. You have probably spent so little time or way too much time helicopter parenting, bulldozer parenting, and the fact that everybody's got ill at the end of their name because you want them to be like fucking little Russian nesting dolls and because Alex, Alex more than likely, uh, once all of a sudden became Alexandria, wants to all of a sudden slowly transition. How old is this fucking kid, by the way? And what did you do to them? Okay. Kids can't pick their names. That's their parents' job. But I have to understand that the fact that Jill, Phil, Bill, and Lil, all right, I'm guessing there's some problems there, and it begins with you as a parent. 
you're obviously a fucking weird parent. This is not a this is not an issue of George Foreman naming all his kids George, George, and George and Georgina. This is the fact that you wanted to because you thought it'd be cute. Are you those people? One of the, the, are you one of those people that when you open up your wallet or you open up your fucking purse and then you got like all those pictures of your fucking kids that kind of fall out of your out of your wallet or whatever? Are you are you one of the, are you seem like somebody who's a little too organized for their own good for the in the wrong departments of when it comes to raising a child and the fact that this kid all of a sudden wants to maybe uh, become someone else kind of tells me that there was an identity or an oppression issue to begin with and now all of a sudden first of all they all range from 12 to 20 years old my youngest has recently come out so this is a 12 year old kid who's going through puberty it's a 12 year old kid 12 year old male who's having an identity crisis and apparently hasn't doesn't have a lot of masculine uh uh okay maybe just maybe just going to throw this out there maybe dad's a pussy and maybe mom's an overbearing cunt and maybe just maybe that has something to do with the fact that Alex wants to become Alexandria and i have a strong sneaking suspicion that has something to do with all of it and that you're completely part of the problem. And this is not the this is not a what do you call it? Lone or rogue incident. This is probably happening in several different locations across the world with so many other families because they're too afraid to discipline or raise their children appropriately. So when a child rebels, the kids are afraid to discipline them so the kids can get away with anything and do whatever they want. And whatever they're taught in school, which you know is fucking bullshit. Thank God this COVID-19 pandemic took place. So all the kids had to go home and they weren't indoctrinated into that schoolhouse garbage. But now that you get to work and do school remotely while great now we can fuck them up to the digital realm so the fact is is that this kid uh i'm gonna just say right off the bat that vast majority of the time these kids want to do this because it has something to do with the way they were raised something the way they were raised and their education i have to I, i cannot i cannot go into this without laying out the facts the major keys of information. The fact is, is that parenting problems are among us in increasing numbers nowadays. And what do kids do more than anything? They always rebel against their parents. That is time and time again tra- uh, tradition. And nowadays, with anything else going on, trends, trends are a big thing. This kid is having an identity crisis. What other what twelve year old hasn't had a fucking identity crisis? What are you feeding this kid too? First of all, if he grew up on Lucky Charms, no wonder he's got a fucking problem. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. I'm not gonna be like, well, maybe he should go to counseling, or maybe hey, I support his decision. I don't support the decisions of a twelve year old. I barely support the decisions of a twenty five year old. I'm not telling. I'm not letting a twelve year old do what the fuck it wants. Okay, I'm not go to school, do your work, work out, get shit done. There's plenty of other things to be focusing on when you're 12 years old. You got plenty of other shit. All right. There's too many other factors as far as social media and how young is it? Is it too young to give a kid a cell phone at age? Whatever. There's so many other factors you have to come in that come into play. I'm not buying this. I'm not buying the parent. I'm starting right with the parents here. Starting right with the parents, with a secondary, uh, um, secondary pressure going on the education system wherever this kid goes to school. 
I'm not buying it. I think I think there's some shit here afoot. This kid was twenty. If this kid was twenty five years old and wanted to transition. All right, that's another thing. But you're not gonna take this. You're not gonna take his ma- masculinity or in, if it was reversed, femininity away from him or her. Not at this age. Not at twelve. In my opinion, that's fucking child abuse. Okay. If they can't drink or smoke or vote, and their brains are not fully developed, if they're not of legal age of consent. Well, you're not giving them hormone blockers, hormone suppression, hormone therapy. You're not doing that when their hormones are already over the all over the place. You can't do that. That's not healthy. It isn't. It just isn't. Look at the fucking data. All right? I will always go with the facts. You show me something different that didn't come from fucking vegan.com and we can talk. Until then, I'm not buying it. There's something wrong with the parenting in this situation where you've got Phil, Bill, Jill, and Lil. They're probably already fucked up. One of them is probably going to be a college shooter. All right. And uh, I'm guessing they vote socialism. I don't know. Okay. I'll leave that last part out. But the first part before that, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep with that. The fact is is that you fucked up the first four four kids. And number five, uh, probably the straw, I mean, Probably the most fragile eggshell in the basket. So guess what? Happy Easter. You fucked up your fifth and final kid. All right. We're at 59 minutes. We're done here. Happy COVID day to everybody. I want to thank all the new subscribers and listeners. You guys need to watch diligently regardless of what you read on the news and all the panic sellers that are on the new trading apps, all the hipsters that are on the trading apps, whether it's... uh, a stash or cash app or Robinhood or E-Trade. Ignore the panic buyers. Buy and sell in small increments. Take advantage. Watch the patterns. There's plenty of money to be made out there. You're just going to be dropping a little bit of money at a time. Buy, sell in small profits. There's plenty of there's plenty of cash to be made out there. You just got to pay attention. And since it's not that hard to make a little bit of money... It, it would do you good to take a little bit of time to find ways to invest in that money. There are some markets that are going to take a few days or a few hours to recover. There are some markets like financial trusts that are going to take quite possibly a year to recover. Okay, that's the truth. So watch carefully, watch the trends, and if you can buy in bulk and sell in bulk, just follow the rules don't buy and sell on the same day unless you're a day trader. Otherwise, you can get in serious trouble. And a lot of these small app, a lot of these apps will throw you out, throw you out or lock you out for the day. But if you buy at the low point in one day and sell the next day at a higher point, guess what? You made a little bit of coin for yourself. And if you continue to follow that pattern, you'll build up a small amount of income throughout each week. And just follow the patterns. That's all. Follow the patterns. Make the right decisions. Don't panic. If you have a large sum of money in in a business, if you have a large sum of money that's currently flipped to the negative and you don't want to lose that money, don't sell it. You haven't lost money in that stock until you sold it. Until then, you still own that stock. You still have that money. So unless the company tanks, does a reverse split, or some type of buyback that screws you, 
or you unless you have other information, unless you're a fucking insider trader, keep that money. You haven't lost that money until you've sold that stock. So don't panic. Hang on to it. It could flip at any time or it could be a long-term investment. When it's a long-term investment, you'll get your money back or you can make more money. Hold on to it and then focus on the other ones that you can make small increments of profit. Okay? That's, that's, that's my advice to you for the stock market right now. There's a lot of uncertainty. When has there not been uncertainty? And remember the restaurant, uh, the, the example of the restaurant that I gave you a while back? This part gets hit first. Then it happens this part, this part, this part. The front, the front staff, then the servers, then the cooks, okay? And then it comes back. It's like a wave. The financial trusts, that's the cooks, the mortgages, the backbone of the market. When those coffers get filled back up and that money, and that, the, the, the line starts to uh, regain its steam and the meals start coming out to the, pit, to, the, uh, to the diners, guess what? Things start to flow a little bit better. And that money's and when the cooks are all set, when the kitchen's good to go, guess what? Everything else will recover. So just do yourself a favor. Don't panic. The hit, the the rush will eventually end. Just make sure you haven't bought a company that's most likely gonna belly up. But for the most part, don't panic. Everything's gonna be okay. If you've lost money in the stock market as far as your stocks are down, if it's a small amount, Get rid of it. Use the leftover money to buy something else. But if it's a large amount, a couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand bucks, hang on to it. You haven't lost that money until you've sold that stock. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. You can find me on TikTok at positive sarcasm. YouTube, positive sarcasm and positive sarcasm podcast. Can't wait to shoot some video this weekend. Also, you can find me on, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. The podcast, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, tune in, Podcast Addict, CastBox, anywhere where podcasts are available, which isn't China. Sad. Until then, thank you for listening, watching, subscribing. I will talk to you all next week. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.
Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.